Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today is day two with our special guest, a strategist, futurist, and best-selling author, the director of the Lance Learning Group in Dallas, Texas, Dr. Lance Walnow. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Gray Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, son, Ricky Baker. Yes. <laughs> and welcome, everyone, to our show with one of the great speakers of the world, Lance Walnow is here with us. He's author oh, of the friend. great book, God's Chaos Candidate about Trump. Yeah. Remember that book, Mondo, when we had it oh, on our show? Oh, boy, this thing went viral. Every when you person, talk about hotcakes, oh. <laughs> like selling like hotcakes, remember that saying? Absolutely. That book sold so fast. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask Lance. Lance, <laughs> I, you're there, I'm sure. Uh, yes. Welcome back to our show. We s- remember how many we sold uh, of your book? Mm. It, it was what? it was the one I think was the best selling books I ever had in my life on my show, and we sold so many of them they had to go back on the press. That's right. To to get them. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, it was terrible. I mean, I mean, listen, you you virtually rebuked me. You said, <laughs> "How can you do this?" We got to get the book out now, and and I we ran we were running the presses twenty four hours yeah. a day. I couldn't keep up with the demand. I had no idea the book would be that big a seller. I it's a, it's a great testimony to how you have to have faith that when God tells you to do something, I mean you know now, if you're going to catch a boatload of fish, you better have a big enough boat if God I, tells you I to believe, do it. I believe if you would write part two of yeah. God's Chaos Candidate, I believe it would it would go over the sales of that book. Yep. Well, you know, you put your, you put your head on the uh, choppy block out there, though, when you do a book like that, because think about it. I mean, how many people were uh, really shocked by what happened in the last election? And so, so there was a lot of confusion in the body of Christ yeah, because so many people were expecting that Trump would be in. And then it was, it was just, and so, yeah, I, I only, I'm telling you right now, the Lord is telling me that there's hope. And I've never felt this hope before because I feel America is going through simultaneous divine discipline and deliverance at the same time. Mm, wow. Well, you predicted that Trump would be a modern day Cyrus. And it, it is true. It is so true. Who was Cyrus? Again, just for the people who don't know. Yeah, this is important. The Cyrus was a Persian ruler who was, um, who was raised up by God to go into the formidable fortress of Babylon, which had uh, walls that were something like uh, 13 feet wide. They did chariot races on the top of the walls. And uh, they did races around the city. But, the, uh, but Cyrus was predicted by Isaiah 120 years before he was born. In Isaiah chapter 45, thus says the Lord to Cyrus, called him by name. He will go through the two-leaf gates of Babylon. This is proof of the inspiration of the Bible, that a prophet predicted the, the literal architecture of a world power 100 years before it arrived. And he predicted the name of the guy who was going to go through those gates. 
He was a foreigner. And when he went into that city, it was on the night when Daniel was interpreting the finger of God on the wall. You know the story, how God wrote on the wall of Belteshazzar's feast while they were drinking with the, the goblets that were from the sanctuary, the temple of God, and they were all feasting and having an orgy and drinking and toasting their demon gods, and suddenly a finger comes and penetrates the plaster on the wall and begins to write on the wall, and everybody freaked out that it was supernatural. They called for Daniel, and Daniel literally interpreted the tongue of heaven and said, you've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. That night, that king was dead because Cyrus was tunneling into the city while the feast was going on and showed up and took over the city. Overnight, out of nowhere, a foreigner penetrated a fortress no one thought they could get into. Thus says the Lord to Cyrus. And the model was made then that God can anoint an outsider outside the Hebrews, outside the evangelical camp. God will put his anointing on a, on a foreigner and anoint him to go into a stronghold Satan has so blocked up that he never thought anyone could get in. Trump was the Cyrus who went into Washington and freaked out the whole machine because they set it up so that no outsider could ever get in. Hmm. Wow. I, I want to start with a basic foundation of prophecy. How do you discern the times and the seasons where you read about in the Bible uh, concerning prophecy, because if we ever needed to be able to follow prophecy, I think it's now. I, I believe we're in the days of the prophets. You got that right, Jim Baker, and you're a prophet yourself. I listen very closely to what you, what you say. And you know who told me that? Rick Joyner, who is no small prophet himself. He said, one of the most prophetic men of God I know is Jim Baker. That's what he said about you. When I was coming on your show, he told me, let me tell you about Jim Baker. He's one of the greatest prophets in America. People don't know it. Mm -hmm. So, the, uh, something the Lord showed me lately, Jim, that is, and I'm going to be doing a new series called, called End Time Jesus. Wow. You remember John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, he said, behold, now the axe is laid to the root of the tree, and, uh, and every tree that doesn't bring forth good fruit shall be hewn down and cast into the fire. Behold, his winnowing fork, you know, fork is in his hand, and he's going to thoroughly purge his floor, and the chaff he's going to burn with unquenchable fire. So this was the revelation John had of Jesus. And then when he's locked up in prison, he gets the report. What's Jesus doing? He's expecting a Cyrus type, perhaps, a leader who is going to who's going to come as a messianic deliverer in Israel. And then John hears, well, he's multiplied wine at a wedding in Cana. And John's thinking, wine? Party beverage? And uh, there's eyes that see, and people are now dancing in the streets that were lame and couldn't walk, and there's stories of people that had limbs missing that were restored. And John's confused. He says to Jesus in Matthew 13, he says, are you, or Matthew 11, verse 3, are you the one who we're supposed to look for, or is it someone else? He was doubting in prison that he got it right. Jim, if John the Baptist could make this mistake, anyone could make it. He got it right, but he didn't get the right season. So he saw Jesus in his end-time ministry and thought it was the next act in the play. What Jesus did when he showed up is he said, look, I'm going to heal, I'm going to deliver. Tell John not to be offended. Blessed is he who's not offended. Do you know what's happening now, Jim? Jesus is showing up in the way that John saw. 
In 2 Thessalonians, when the Lord comes back, he comes back with flames of fire, executing vengeance upon his enemies, thoroughly purging his floor. John saw the last day's administration of Jesus. I would exhort the body of Christ right now to consider that Jesus will always be the Lamb of God with mercy, but he's coming back now as the ruler of the earth and as the judge of nations. He's not coming back apologetically as a lamb. He's coming back now as the Lion of Judah. And the roar is going over the nations that they should receive the king. Those nations that resist will be shaken. I'm suggesting to you, John saw end time Jesus, that we discern times and seasons when we understand that the season we see may be not the season that necessarily is the next thing. Probably prophets that saw Trump, if Trump gets reelected, then a lot of prophets that saw it will say, well, I saw that, but they got the season wrong. They missed it by a couple of years, didn't they? And the danger is, if you are in Egypt and there's a famine coming, Jim, if there's a famine coming to Egypt and you see famine, you might miss the seven years or three years or five years of storing up grain. So you're focused on the end, but you're missing the opportunity. I think that part of the reason why you have to discern the times and seasons is that sometimes God is showing up in a way you don't expect, like he did in Cyrus. People didn't expect Cyrus. They didn't expect Trump. And frankly, those that don't like him now that are Christians don't believe a thing you and I are saying. They just think, yeah, Trump got in. They didn't even think God had anything to do with it. Just a weird thing, and I wish he wasn't running. But Isaiah said, uh, and this is important, Isaiah 45, like verse 11, 12, and 13. Verily, you're a God who disguises himself. God hides himself in the vessels he uses. So I'm very careful about what I say. There's a Washington man who's a great economist, worked with Milton Friedman, worked with with, uh, Bush and with Reagan. He's an old-timer, distinguished gentleman. He said to me, he said, I don't normally tell people this. He said, you guys are charismatics. I don't consider myself that, but I'm a Christian. He said, and I said to the Lord regarding Donald Trump, in the name of decency, could you not have picked somebody else? I said it out of my mouth. He said, and Lance, I'm not a Pentecostal, but I heard God. The Lord said, stand on your feet. He said, and the fear of God came over me. I thought God might strike me dead. I stood up and the Lord spoke to me and I've never heard him speak like this. He said, who are you to question my sovereignty? He said, now I am careful about what I say about Donald Trump. And I would suggest to you that that part of the reason why we have to be um, humble right now is that God does disguise himself. We want to be careful not to miss the disguise and call something the devil when it might be God. And, And also, God is moving in a new administration, and I believe end time Jesus is the ruler of nations, and he's coming now with a judgment aspect as well as a mercy aspect. And this is the end time call, that if you don't heed the call, then you can fall under the axe that is coming in the nations. And I think it's going to be the, 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 the harvest of nations in this hour too, which is why I believe God's going to give America mercy so that we have an hour of restrained global lawlessness for the gospel to go forth and give a last Amen. call to the nations. Amen. Jesus referred to the, that the end times would be like the days of Noah. The, uh, do you understand that at all? Do you understand, is it that it would be the wickedness of the days of Noah, or 
perilous times like the days of Noah? What, 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 what do you think that means? Well, I, I have a new revelation on that. My daughter's about to get married. Now, oh. everything she's talking about is absorbed in the gown and where to go and how much it's going to cost. And daddy, do you think it's too much money? And she and her fiance are in a bubble of activity that's all about the marriage. Remember how Jesus described the days of Noah? Yeah. Marrying and giving in marriage? Yes. And what I think, and I want to, and, and that, that awakened me to the fact that I know a lot of my preacher friends are, are preaching about the Nephilim and the angels that had sex with with uh, humans and produce the species, and then they go off into that. Jesus basically said, here was imminent destruction and the final curtain, and human beings were caught up in the ordinary affairs of life like there was no urgency. His point wasn't that there was aliens abducting people. His point was that human beings were preoccupied with the affairs and cares of this life and didn't know how soon the party was going to end. So I think it really means that we're living in a time when we have to have a prophetic perception of the danger and the lateness of the hour so that we're focused and not caught up in the spirit of the age that would have us. Now, I'm not faulting my daughter. She should enjoy this chapter. I'm doing everything I can to protect her and keep that little bubble happy for her. But I am aware that daddy is worrying about the collapse of Western civilization while she's trying to pick out China for her wedding, and it's okay. Yeah. Isn't that, that's fat. Yeah, that is an, that's, that's excellent, excellent analogy. Wow. Lance, do you believe that we are already in the time the Bible refers to as the beginnings of sorrows? Yeah, well, you know, and you know this too, Jim, the, you've got some great books on this. Chuck Missler, actually is the one who finally rang my bell. Kim Clement, before he died, called me and said, Lance, I want you to pay attention to Chuck Missler. I thought he, I didn't know who he was talking about. I thought he was talking about Chuck Smith or Calvary Chapel. I didn't know why he was telling me that. It was my mistake. I should have paid more attention to my friend. And, and after Kim passed, I was, on the, I was on YouTube watching Chuck Missler. Now, Missler was uh, like a Raytheon uh, engineer with missile defense contracts. He was also one of the most preeminent theologians and teachers in the United States. He's out in California. I said all that to say this. Chuck Missler rang my bell. He said, the single greatest miracle of the last hundred years that the whole world can observe is that one tiny piece of real estate in the Middle East called Israel has been reoccupied by a nation that was dispersed for 2,000 years to over the globe, and they came back in one hour and resumed exactly where they left off with the same language, same customs, same traditions, same battles, same, same spirit. God literally put them right back in their own land to start again in fulfillment of prophecy. He said it's the greatest supernatural act that has happened in history that people don't realize how supernatural it is. I believe 1948 was the boom, the punching of the clock, Jim, for God's end time. It's God's end time timepiece. And now that Israel as a nation is coming into its, what, 70th year, moving to it's now almost a full generation. Uh, we are living in the cycle. I look at Israel soberly, and I say we're living in the time when God said, I'm beginning, and by the way, uh, Cyrus had a role in, um, you know, in, in restoring Israel when he came to power. 
he told them, go back and build the house and rebuild the city. Do you know what Harry Truman, I just read this again this week. This is an absolute fact. Harry Truman, when he voted to make Israel a nation at the United Nations, he, I saw the film clip. He said, you know who I am, don't you? And the reporter said, who? He said, I'm Cyrus. And he laughed because he had Bible studies, Sunday school training. He knew Cyrus was the one that put Israel back on the map. And so the Cyrus language has been in the United, the United States and Israel are joined in a very unique and special way. And, uh, and I believe that the, the, the prophetic meaning of it is we are in the season, you could say, of the maturing of Israel as a nation, coming into its eldership 70 years or so. And I believe we're also in the time of the, uh, of the great shaking of Gentile nations. And America is without a doubt the world's preeminent Gentile nation and it's in a trajectory of self-destruction. And that's the reason why I, 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 I sit back soberly and I say, well, this is, we're coming back to the hour when all eyes are on the Middle East, but Lord, we do need an extension of mercy for the sake of the harvest. And I believe the Lord is hearing our cry. That's so good. What, one of the, of mercy one of the things that we, Lori and I, we, we talk about every day is what's happening to our the children yes we you know we've we've raised Lori and i got married 25 years ago we've had just had our 25th wedding anniversary that's right and and it's actually on lance's birthday we were married on lance's birthday lance, oh, my lance. remember lance september 4th, are you right? serious <laughs> you were not, your anniversary is september 4th that's right i thought of you on our anniversary lance <laughs> i know it sounds weird oh, no. <laughs> Yes. So you have to, you have to have some claim to us. <laughs> but we we raised but we talk about a house children. full of children. Yes. And our children that we raise now have children. Right. Yes. Ricky, little Ricky, who yes. uh, was four years old when he came to live with us and become my son, and he's Ricky Baker now, <laughs> and Ricky Baker. You have, I have two children. Two children and one. One on the way. One in the oven. That's is that right. What you say? That's right. One being made right now. That's right. We're a family of five now. So. Wow. So talking about the children. Yeah. But I'm just so shocked when I think of little Ricky having. Well, he have three kids now. <laughs> yes. And he has, he has two of the most beautiful children I've ever seen. Yeah. And all my grandchildren are beautiful. We just have a. We have uh, at least 15, I think now, grandchildren. Up to 15, that's yeah. right. And and so we're we're just honored to that. But but so we always talk about kids. Yes, we're 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 and horrified we're, with what's going on in this country and with the mutilation of our babies, of our children in this country, Lance. I can't imagine them cutting up a little boy or cutting up a little girl. Trying to turn them into the opposite sex. Right. It's it's like Frankenstein monsters mm -hmm. type thing. It's it's unbelievable what's what's going on. So parents and the liberal leaders are in an all-out war, and, and the kids are the collateral damage. Why are our kids being targeted? Do you see? And and you're you're a teacher. You really have insight on things. But this is something that I think is driving a lot of older people crazy. Just what, what's happening to this? This is decadent to terrorize our children in this way. Well, 
And, 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 here, and here's the thought, Jim, that, that is that every time God is about to move and birth a corporate uh, man in the earth, when he was about to birth Moses, the corporate de the deliverer for the corporate body of Christ, there was the annihilation of the Jewish children in Egypt. When Jesus came, he was but two years of age, and then Herod killed all the children that were two years old and younger in Bethlehem. And now we're seeing an assault uh, upon the children a third time, and every time Satan makes an unprecedented, concentrated assault on the innocent, it's at a time when God is raising up a deliverer. And the end-time body of Christ is rising up at the very time that the children are being targeted. It should be comforting that Malachi the prophet saw this and saw this day, and he said that, uh, that there would be an Elijah returning, an Elijah anointing upon the body of Christ in order to deal with a curse that was coming as families were being destroyed by lawlessness. And God said he would restore the hearts of the fathers to the children and children to their fathers. And that he would, it literally is a family intervention that is prophesied in Malachi. And I think that God is doing that right now. And, and, and this, this is important because you asked a great question a moment ago, which is, you know, uh, how do we discern the times? Jesus said in Matthew 24, regarding the war against our children, the, regarding the war against uh, uh, various, va various freedoms. You will hear of wars, verse 6, and rumors of wars, but why is prophecy important? See that you be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end isn't yet. So when I hear that, Jim, I have to remember two things. God foretells what happens in the end so that when it happens, you're not in distress thinking something's wrong. It's actually just like Jesus said. And then he said something else. He said, these things must happen. Because you see, I think as the cup of iniquity gets poured out and it's full in what they're doing coming against the family and the children, now you're seeing the mama bears rising up and you're seeing the family mountain rise up. 25 states have mobilized in the last six to eight months to put laws in that will protect their children from uh, genital mutilation and evangelism within the school system where the, uh, where the teachers are trying to convert the kids. You see, the Christians politely withdrew from the public sphere because they said separation of church and state, and we naively cooperated. Then the devil came in and said, thank you. Keep your religion out. I'm bringing my religion in. And now you've got LGBTQ flags and rings and banners and special drag queen uh, activists that come in, and they talk to the children about how at 11, 12, or 13, little girl, you're having a problem, and it's like, you know, you're growing up, but do you ever wonder if you feel comfortable in your body? Well, maybe it's because you're a boy in a girl's body, or maybe you're a girl in a boy's body. And they plant the thoughts into the heads of the children in Colorado. In Colorado, the teachers do that in their art class. They bring in activists. Mm to go educate the 11 and 12 and 13 year olds. But it's yeah. all being exposed now, Jim Baker. 23 to 25 states are saying no and the mama bears yes. are Praise growling. Praise God. Praise God. Have to. I, you know, you, and, and I, when I say you're a, you're a different teacher than most, you are, you, I don't even want to say you're strange, but you're, <laughs> You, you really dare go where most men won't go. And I think that's why you have such a big audience. But uh, so I, I'm gonna, I dare ask you this question. 
why are they targeting people like Tucker Carlson, we'll say, we'll, and uh, Charlie Kirk. Yeah. And, and even Russell Brand. And, and <laughs> Russell, why, yeah. yeah. Why are they targeting these so people? So th those guys, yeah. why are they being targeted today, do you think? And, and add to that list Dr. Jordan Peterson. Oh, Jordan yeah. Peterson, for tweeting offensive comments against Trudeau, has the um, Canadian Psychiatric Association <laughs> revoking his license to practice uh, clinical psychology oh, no. <laughs> because he's offended the government and they're forcing him to go through social media communication training wow. on how to properly communicate. So Jordan Peterson, uh, in uh, defiance of the government, said, okay, I'll tell you what. You're going to put me through re-education like a Marxist on how to do social media because you don't like what I say? I will broadcast every session I have with the government so the whole world can watch this. So what he's doing is he's basically calling the bluff. He's saying, all right, if that's what you want to do, then I'll let the world know, which is why freedom of speech is such a powerful thing. I said to you earlier in a a previous conversation that Donald Trump just decided he wants to have his Fulton County uh, lynching public. And it's a, it's a county where 90% of the people voted Democrat. It's the, one of the most corrupt counties, by the way, in the United States. And that's where it's called zip code justice. They decided to find a prosecutor in the most corrupt county with the greatest number of Democrat concentration in order to put him on trial in front of them in that zip code. Trump said, let's do it so long as I can broadcast it and let the nation see all the evidence. Oh, my. So what's happening is I think God is, we're in the hour of God exposing the enemy. Now, Russell Brand fascinates me. Yeah. Because Russell Brand, like Tucker Carlson, um, like Jordan Peterson, in my business, as odd and eccentric as I am, I watch these guys because, to me, they are the secular prophetic voices. I mean, I listened to Rush and many other people did, and I started realizing God has what, I mean, it's, it's bad theology for a lot of Pentecostals, but I believe that these people are like secular prophetic gifts. They see intuitively into the pattern of things and they predict what's coming. It's a God-given gift that they have. And, it's, and they, have, they have that acumen in their field. So I, I watched Russell Brand, and all my son, he's talking about, hello, you awakening one day, 6.5 million of you. What's going on with Pfizer? Why it's coming out? And he starts talking about the vaccine. Next thing you know, boom, he's going on about the election fraud. And I say, boom, he's going on about the war in the Ukraine. I said, uh-oh, uh-oh. This comedian is actually coming under the influence of a spirit of truth. He's prophetic. He's probably, think about this. A lot of these people, if they don't get saved, they might have callings to be prophets or evangelists, but they still have the gifts and calling of God are kind of trying to come out of them. Yeah. He's He's yeah. using his evangelistic prophetic gift as a comedian and a truth teller, and he's got 6.5 million awakening wonders. Listen, and by the way, Jim, they're not all conservative Pentecostals, I promise you. They're, they're a bunch of ruffians and like Joe Rogan's audience. They're dropping F-bombs and drinking beer and listen. And these guys are speaking the truth as oracles. God's giving them revelation, and they're exposing the devil everywhere they talk. So parliament, parliament. The government got together with the media companies in Great Britain, the elites in the big government, 
Oh, he's interrupting the flow of, of money in the Ukraine. He's interrupting the vaccine agenda. He's interrupting corporate business. So they got together in order to demonetize him. The first thing Google did was they took him off of YouTube in terms of demonetization so that he makes no money. First thing they do, just like with Trump, they're doing it in New York. They start to cripple and bankrupt you. They're going after his money. Then Parliament passed a law. Oh, a law regarding a speech. Oh, protecting speech. And they say, we don't want any hate speech. We don't want any porn. And we don't want any um, uh, misinformation. Now, Russell, evidently, must be misinformation. Who determines what the truth is, by the way? If the narrative's being controlled by the government and the CIA and, uh, and the Ukraine mi military slush fund, guess what? They called Rumble and said, take Jordan Peterson off your platform because he's violating a law we just passed in the UK. And the Amer thank God, Rumble's owned by uh, an American. He said, no, Rumble is the last place, last refuge for freedom of speech on the internet. People go here when they get kicked off of YouTube. So this is the nature of the game. The, um, the elites are all at a certain level of, uh, in, of connection. These are the people that, that have, uh, have, have, have kind of tied themselves together at the top of these, of these mountains of money, finance, privilege, and power, and they have a narrative that they drive in order to keep the money flowing and the power going. And what happens is sometimes the people rise up, and it's called populist. When the people movement rises up and they start seeing the game, then they, they do a Brexit and they exit, or they do a MAGA and they raise up Trump. You see, we're living in the hour right now where there's movements that God is in that Christians don't even realize God is in. Good, good. Could someone like Rush Limbaugh be used of God, do you think? Uh, of course he was. And, 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 and he was because what Rush did was he, he created a platform. His brother, by the way, David Limbaugh, is a uh -huh. powerful born-again Christian. Yeah. And he led Rush to Jesus. So Rush ended up getting saved. Oh. But Rush, what, what Rush did was Rush popularized talk show formats in the same way that Jim Baker, you innovated Christian television talk shows yourself. You're, you are the original innovator of the modern Christian talk show format. And uh, Rush innovated on the AM radio, the talk show format of a disc jockey. And kind of like you had that entertainment ability too. You know how to pull an audience in and get them like a real gifted evangelist. Well, Rush was a DJ who really wanted to do conversations instead of spinning, but he had a DJ's skill set to be able to spin subjects and keep you engaged and entertained and off balance. And uh, he, he parlayed that skill into mastering how to decode what liberals do so that he could see it as a system. And he took what other people did, like William Buckley and, and others, but he popularized it by breaking it down to the man on the street level and doing it in an entertaining and informative conversational way. It was mastery. And what, when he would say things like, you know, um, when he would predict things, they happen exactly as he did because he knows the liberal playbook. And, and he knows how they, and now you and I kind of know it too. Now, when we look at the news cycle, the moment the new evidence drops on Joe Biden and corruption, 
On that very day, there'll be a news cycle regarding Trump and a new allegation, a new, a new piece of evidence. Why? Because the news cycle will try to quash the uh, truth cycle. And we're learning that. Well, guys like Rush understood those things a decade before we did. So true. Lori, yes. we, we listen to uh, a Jewish man mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, every Mark week. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's not a Christian but he's a Jew, and he's a good Jew, I would say. Do you know who Mark Levin is? I'm going to ask you that. I'm, I'm Mark Levin. How <laughs> can I not know Mark Levin? I, I, I couldn't be Jewish and not know Mark Levin. <laughs> I, I'm, Pretty good. I'm, I ask you questions I, I wouldn't dare ask anybody else, but Mark Levin, I think he's the treasure of America because he's gutsy enough to tell America that we're going to hell if we don't repent and get right with God and, and things like that. He's not quite saying it that loud, but I. But it, it comes out pretty loud. I mean, he 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 shouts a lot of a lot of his show. He shouts, and uh, oh, I know. I I I feel like thank God that somebody knows the Constitution. They know yeah. the America, and they're not afraid. They're not ashamed of of America. And you know, it was, uh, it was Rush that actually helped Mark Levin get right. started doing radio. He started challenging him to do some, because he was brilliant as a, as a legal counsel, constitutional scholar. Yes. And Rush pushed him into getting his start that. doing, get, yeah, get comfortable with that microphone for 30 minutes and start sharing what you've got. So Mark, no doubt, Mark Levin. And when I listened to Mark, I said, my, the problem is, there's nothing like an educated and angry yeah. uh, Jewish uh, a conservative because he gets me all excited. And so I had to kind of like determine I couldn't watch him all the time because I got upset with him. And uh, I, I'd, feel, I'd feel the same way. But uh, the, thing, the thing is, Dennis Prager is another one who is, uh, is, is this way. Oh, well, you know, I got off subject. I got off track. You had asked me earlier about, um, about uh, Tucker Carlson having been put off of Fox. And Charlie Kirk, uh, you know, he has yeah. his own challenges, yeah. but but he, but it's a little different. Russell Brand, and then I mentioned Jordan Peterson, yeah. who is going through re-education training and losing his psychiatric. All of these things show us that lawfare is a weapon Satan is using combined with government. Yeah. And so if you want to think of Leviathan, the Bible says Leviathan is this creature that has multiple heads, and, and it's, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of a power, a principality we deal with, but it, it bites in different ways. And the way that the spirit works is the media will come out and misrepresent you. At the same time, that, and, the, and this is how it will happen, the FBI will investigate to find a crime. Then the media will come out and expose whatever information is coming to them from secret sources in the intelligence community. New York Times did this against Trump with Brennan. They would leak stories, and then the New York Times would come out with them. So the media will work with the, uh, with the investigators in the government in order to find a crime. And they'll look, they'll diligently search until they find the crime. And then at that moment, you're labeled as a criminal to be bankrupted and deplatformed and taken off a platform so that nobody hears your voice. Their ultimate goal is to silence us from speaking the truth. Let that be the revelation. People in power are under principalities and powers. And their ultimate goal is to silence the truth lest they be exposed for what they're doing.
And that is what has happened to our ministry. They have tried to silence our ministry. This lawlessness that's in America is, is trying to destroy God. It's trying to destroy the church, trying to destroy people that they think are enemies of their truth, whatever, whatever that may be. And so we're, we're struggling right now to stay on the air. And we've got a few weeks to to try to raise enough money to pay our bills. Otherwise, we, we're not going to make it anymore. And w we can do it with God's help and Amen. with, the, you know, the people of God's help. And uh, Nana came up with an idea. She called it double blessing, Christmas double blessing. Yes. Yes. And so what we're doing is everyone who will give an offering of any amount, mm -hmm. we're going to send you items from, where's my Christmas thing here? <laughs> yes. From our Christmas uh supplies yeah and we have thousands of items and and they're beautiful this is one this is our chapel on the hill and it's a music box and and uh, it makes snow you know mm -hmm. you know what to call snow globes <laughs> and all it doesn't but mean you're going to get that one it's no, just that we have a lot of no, different but, merchandise but, it, but it's this is representing yeah. the items and then over here i've got a whole table for but we've got thousands of items that's right yes. and you'll receive beautiful things the total retail value of what you donate to the ministry. Yes, that's right. We're going to send back to that's you. That's it. Yes, we're going to match your gift. And so when you send a donation to the ministry, and you can do that by calling our toll-free number on the screen. That number is 1-888-988-1588. And that's a double blessing offering. So when you send a love gift to the ministry to help us right now in our time of need, we want to bless you in return. We want to send you and match the total value up up to the total value and send those gift items to you. You will receive a variety. We have Bibles, we have devotionals, books, CDs. Some of the items are Christmas gifts, kids gifts. And so our team is going to be taking the orders, matching your gift when you give that gift today. You can also go to our website, jimbakershow.com to give that special gift as well. You can give any amount. Yes. You could give $1,000, and you're going to receive $1,000 of yes. value, I mean, of, of true value of great Christmas items. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have your Christmas all taken care of as you help keep this ministry on the air. We need a miracle. Yes. Amen. And this could be our Christmas mir miracle that keeps us on the air. Do you believe that, Lori? Absolutely, absolutely. And now is the time. So you can call us. Just call us, right? Nana, yes, is that there? Right. Okay, just call us at 1-888-988-1588 or go to jimbakershow.com. And for every dollar you give, you'll get a dollar value gift coming to your house right away. We're going to ship it all out. We're going to start shipping this week. Yes. And we have to pay the bills. America is in a difficult time. Yeah. And America's falling apart. T talk about America right now. W w will you, uh, Lance? What's uh, going sure, on sure with America? Will. I will. And let me just add another word. So I could add to my list of targeted voices of truth, along with Tucker and along with Russell Brand, along with, uh, you know, my friend Jordan Peterson. Uh, you are one of the boldest, most outspoken platforms. You are the platform that God put me on to help Trump get elected the first time. 
And I believe that we're going to be working together in the second critical uh, election. And I think the enemy wants to silence your platform, lest you should do again what you did last time, which is become a mobilizing um, uh, voice for the move of God in electoral politics. And so I really do want to encourage people to keep this platform going, keep this platform on so that I could be on it and work with Jim and, and, and speak the truth. America is the sole power holding back global lawlessness. If it wasn't for America's projection of military strength, you would have already seen Pakistan and India in a nuclear potential conflict. You would have seen Nepal and, and uh, India in conflict. You would have seen China already aggressively seizing Taiwan and taking over the entire China sea lanes. Um, you would see North Korea assimilating South Korea. You have no idea the extent to which he that restraineth, which is the Spirit of God, uses natural agents in order to restrain, just like the policeman is God's agent, minister for good. Nations become God's agency for the kingdom. And the United States has historically restrained the darkness. We, we by our industrial capacity entering into World War II, ended Nazi tyranny and Imperial Japan's takeover of other nations. The United States, in exchange for that uh, role, became the world's global economic superpower, meaning our economy, roughly all people are trading with dollars globally. And the military protection of our strength in the sea lanes of the world keeps the nations back from their ambitions. And man, remember when we had Donald Trump, uh, suddenly he's getting the peace accords going. Why do you think the Arab uh, accords were going on? Why were the Abraham accords going on? Because they watched how Donald Trump handled the threat of Iran. He took out the number one terrorist general and everyone was shocked. This man will take you out. And they, they realized that uh, when, when, when uh, Donald Trump was in a confrontation with Iran, he put down 56 jets or 56 jets on, on, uh, on the aircraft carriers, one for every hostage that was taken uh, under the Carter administration at help. And they caught the symbolism that he was going to reap fury on them. And he didn't have to do anything because Donald Trump knew the power of sales. And he just put the suggestion in their head, I'm ready to go. And they backed up. Well, America, sad to say, uh, had its global moment when all the world was restrained, but lawlessness in America and media wanted its power back. Mm. And so they, they never acknowledged his great power as his victory for America and the peace that it brought. And so world powers are now ready to fly apart. The only thing holding them together is the question as to whether Donald Trump is coming back, Jim. Wow. Do you think America's the headed for a civil war? Uh, well, let me ask you a question. How do you think Americans are going to respond if they perceive that the next election is stolen? Huh. Or if, uh, if Donald Trump is locked up and put behind bars for oh. 700 years? Oh. How do you think the average American is going to respond who already feels exasperated as they're watching cities get looted, yeah. 220 million people coming through our border, yeah. that there aren't even vetted, that are criminal cartel people setting up shops? Right. The frustration level is at a maximum right now, yes. which, is why I, which is why I believe, um, I don't believe civil war is, uh, is, is, is the next step, but I believe that the resistance against lawlessness is going to start to become more active. The average sleeping citizen is waking up, and you see it in the school boards. You see it 
Yeah. You see it in the election cycle. You see it in Donald Trump being projected to be 10 points ahead of Biden right now, even while they're trying to incarcerate him. He's <laughs> ahead. So remember this. In Brazil, they took a man who the government tried of, uh, of actual corruption and put him in jail. And then the Supreme Court bailed him out and had him run against Bolsonaro, the Cyrus of Brazil. Mm -hmm. And then they used software engineering and the same technologies that disrupt other nations and they made sure that the guy that was in jail is now in the presidency <laughs> so we're that's when we talk about a banana republic um, uh, it, it, it could be for all i know i don't think it's going to happen this way trump could be campaigning uh while he's being locked up and then be elected president and come out and pardon himself and freak everybody out right. so you know <laughs> I mean, America's I mean, heading yeah. for a rough ride. Yeah, I mean, that oh. could happen. I mean, what Lance just said literally is a, possi <laughs> a possibility in, in, in this day and age that we but are living I, I'm in. I'm going to ask you a difficult question. Do you think America would have a breaking point if Trump was put in prison or if, oh. if, if, the, if America keeps going down this hideous road to hell? Yes, I, I, I think, and I think even, I think even the, uh, you know, what happens is people can't imagine that taking place. I was listening to someone the other day who said, he said, oh, I don't think it'll go to that. Is there's so many people that don't know how bad it is, yeah. and they can't imagine yeah. it. It's like they're yeah. saying, oh, I don't really think that'll happen. And they, it's almost as though they, they, they think it's such an outrageous proposition that, Somehow the Supreme Court or something will intervene. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, the, the, the disposition of the American people right now, and, you know, listen, uh, I don't, I don't want to get canceled off of all these channels myself right now. But uh, remember, the American Revolution was all about fighting tyranny from King George. The, American, the Second Amendment was to protect us from the tyranny of government overreach. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't for the right to go hunting. It was for the right to protect yourself from a militarized government if the government became a tyranny. And so uh, Amer I don't think America will get to that place. But what will happen, Jim, is you'll see states start to fragment. Remember, we had a civil war, but the civil war solution was the nation had a divorce. And the divorce was states started divorcing from each other. Look at the red state, blue state phenomena right now. It's as though the, the wackiest, goofiest, extreme laws are taking place, gender mutilation and, and transgender uh, conversion and, 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 and uh, the, the loss of freedom of speech. It's happening like on the West Coast. You'll see it in the blue states, but what you're seeing in the red states, like Texas and Florida, is a greater concentration of patriot freedom fighting back. So I think you're going to see a Cold War in America first, which is where people are going to divorce and move into regions which are going to express their values. And then if the government overreaches too far then, then we might have uh, civil disobedience and other disruptions. Is that why the left has punished uh, the January 6th people, people that were just walking by? have been put in prison for, for years. Laura Logan has some great documentaries about how they've deliberately driven innocent young men, 36 years old, to suicide by, uh, by prosecuting them for 
for crimes that they didn't even commit. And what's worse yet is, but here's interesting. Now, let me give a little optimism here. Before we go off the cliff here with my Mark Levin, I'm feeling a Mark Levin moment. And there's the optimism, the prophetic optimism. Since they want to try Trump for election fraud, he gets to make the election case. You know, people say, none of the courts agree with you. None of the courts had the courage to look at the evidence. Now, Fulton County's going to get an eyeful. They're going to get 1,100 1, affidavits. They're going to have 1,100 expert testimonies going to be put on TV. It's going to be very interesting. Jack Smith, who is charging Trump with um, you know, the Mar-a-Lago paperwork crime and trying to attach insurrection, if they bring insurrection as a charge against Trump for January 6th, you know what that does, Jim Baker? That allows the subject of January 6th to be put on trial. Now, the fake theater that uh, the January 6th committee had, where Pelosi was in charge and no one was allowed to cross-examine people and you weren't allowed to bring in witnesses that, were, that would contradict testimony, now we get a real trial. If January 6th is going to be tried by Jack Smith, we've got evidence now. Uh, we've got thousands of hours of evidence. We have, we have the police commissioner in charge of Washington, D.C., testifying on Tucker Carlson saying, I don't know what they were doing, but they refused to give me the support I needed, and they kept me in the dark. And, the eight, and there was evidently FBI agents all over the place who knew what was going on. Why wouldn't they inform me what they saw? Or maybe, could it be that they were in collusion on making sure something happened? So Christopher Ray won't divulge. How many agents were there? So I'm suggesting that January 6th might be on trial and the truth may be coming out. Maybe we ought to just pray. Let the truth about January 6th and the truth about the election come out to the American people. Let it come out so powerfully that by November of next year, the American people are in full revolt against the elites. Yes, in Jesus' name. When the government, when the government becomes corrupt, the American people feel like they're the hostages and like, where do we turn if our FBI is, is corrupt. If, mm -hmm. if our agencies of government mm -hmm. are corrupt, if our presidency is corrupt, this is the way people feel. Yes. And, and I'm, and I, I shouldn't say this, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 83, I think, years old. <laughs> and, and so I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying some stuff I probably shouldn't say. But a few years ago, the government took my ministry from me. I built one of the largest ministries in the world, television ministry. Mm -hmm. It was hundreds of acres, buildings that were worth millions of dollars. In fact, the value was at $1 billion, and it was gone. They took it all, sold it all off gave it to other people, auctioned off mm -hmm. and all. And if what they did to me, they're doing to Donald Trump. They used the, the newspaper hated me in the town and tried to destroy me for years. Mm -hmm. They never could, but they joined in this and a group of preachers even joined with them. And so it, it was a strange thing. 
so uh, strange bedfellows so fighting to speak. you had you, know, you had the fbi fighting. come in you had the postal service come in you had all these but these nobody knew what to do and they didn't know what to do yeah Pe christian it, people couldn't figure out well, how do you fight the government and that's why everybody said we just don't we didn't know what to do jim and basically no one's really helped me except alan dershowitz came in during while well, i was in prison and just volunteered Mm -hmm. To re represent me, yes, and won he believes in my justice. appeal, right? Because he and he said in it justice. was unjust what happened, right? And he won, and w what he won is he got the judge thrown out, mm -hmm. and he got my sentence. I was given forty-five years sentence, mm -hmm. and and got me released from prison. But I was, I was facing forty-five years in prison, right, for building. And my crime really was building one of the largest ministries in the world, a television network, a, a, a Christian retreat center. Mm -hmm. Millions of people came. Yes. The, the traffic could be packed down the highway for miles, mm -hmm. bumper to bumper, to come there. And the politician hated it, some of them that were on the other side. And so I'll be going to heaven soon because I'm 80-some years old and you don't live much after that. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, as long as, as, long as you, you have to stay on them, this earth until your assignment. Some of them live to be 90, you know, so, <laughs> right. but I could live a few more years. But I don't, I don't want to see other preachers face what I face. And that's what they're they're facing today. I think that's they're why they're telling preachers that if you don't close your doors during COVID, right, you're going to go to jail. That's what Governor Newsom. That's what Lance. That, that's what you were saying, right, Lance? That's what that's what was happening in exactly. California, right? The guy who wants to be president exactly will lock up pastors right. and fine church members a thousand dollars a day for yep. going to their church. That's it. That's exactly what happened in 2020. And, 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 it, and it is maddening just to think of what they did to us as, as a country, as believers, as, as Christ followers, and the government but shut, I, I shut us down. But I don't think religious people believe that it's that bad. Well, the thing I know, and, and it's worse. Well, the, it's and, worse. It's, and it's so bad yes. that I'm afraid for the future of America if we don't turn to God. And, and, and our time's almost up. What do you have Lance close us out? Lance, I want, we need. I want Lance to solve this problem. <laughs> My friend, the Lord, pray for rulers and yes. those that are in authority that God yes. that you may lead a godly, peaceful life. We pray that God is raising up right now righteous rulers yes. that yes, are Lord. going to be able to shift America. We pray that the airwaves are going to be clear and open and broadcasting and blasting the truth we pray hail will sweep away a refuge of lies. God will tear the veil of witchcraft off the United States. The spirit of deception shall be trampled down, and there shall be a blazing, fiery move of God that will reveal the truth and expose the deceptive games of wickedness that America can have one last extension of power and visitation, and that the gospel of the kingdom will be broadcast and preached throughout the whole world and a great harvest of souls and nations is coming in. That's what God wants, and I believe that's what's going to happen. Amen. I want everybody, as yes. we close today, to order this complete set.
If maybe you guys could put it on the screen for me. Yeah, I don't think you can right. see it on my paper no, here, but right. it's called the in time in game. And I want you to get this teaching from like Dr. Lance Wolnow teaches like no one else teaches. Mm -hmm. it's true. Yeah. And he has two sets, one of CDs and the others of DVDs and four DVDs called the seven mountains, the rise and fall of nations. I want you to get both of these series by going to my website, yes. jimbakershow.com, and order. It, it's there. Yes, that's right. It, it's it'll there. come right from, yes. in fact, Lance will send it right from his Yes, Lance his and his ministry. Department. We've just partnered with them. We're so excited to have them as a brand new affiliate of the thejimbakershow.com. So go there to our website, and all you have to do is click on that affiliate link with Lance Wallnow, and you'll be able to order this special offer. It will be shipped directly to your home. And so you can do that by going to our website, jimbakershow.com. And you're going to find out how to solve some of these in game in time problems by hearing the teaching of Lance Walnow. So order that set right now because it'll change your life. We have to go. Our time's gone. I want to thank Lance Walnow for being thank with you, us Lance. today. Amazing. I want to thank all of you for watching. Please, please stay close to Jesus. And if you don't know him, ask him into your heart yeah. and he'll never leave you nor forsake you if you'll Keep him in your heart. Yeah. Remember that God loves you. He really does. Bye-bye for today. Bye-bye. We love you. Thank you, Lance. I want to thank you for watching the Jim Baker Show today. We want to encourage you to stand with us. If you want to support a message of the last days, we bring great men and women of God, the prophets of God, to this program every day. We need to stay on the air till Jesus comes. I need your support today. That monthly giving will keep us on the air. Times are tough, but a dollar a day, many are joining that club right now. We also have the Jubilee Club at $50 a month. And then we have my club, the President's Club, at $100 a month. So. Call me right now, 1-888-988-1588. Remember that God loves you. He really does. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye.